Welcome to Annunciation with Father David. Father David is the priest at Annunciation Greek Orthodox Church in Decatur, Illinois, where every week people are connected to the ancient wisdom of Orthodox Christianity. Here is Father David. Christ is in our midst. Good morning. This morning we come to a place in our study of the liturgy where we are shifting gears. The Orthodox liturgy is unique amongst the liturgies of Christianity in that we have these two entrances that we do. We colloquially will call them the small entrance and the great entrance. The small entrance being with the gospel and the great entrance being with the gifts. Prior to this entrance, we sort of have to have an understanding of what the liturgy used to look like in Constantinople. Because up until this point, where we have been singing the antiphons to the intercessions of the Holy Theotokos and Save Us, O Son of God, is, you could call it a Lego piece of the liturgy. It is replaceable. You can fit other things during this part of the liturgy. And we can see that uh, most dramatically with the liturgies of St. Basil the Great for Christmas and Epiphany and um, the Resurrection, as well as with pre-sanctified liturgies. Because rather than doing the antiphons at the beginning, we do the first part of Vespers. So we have this movable piece. And in fact, there are some churches today that rather than sing the antiphons, they sing the Beatitudes. So that this whole first part of the liturgy is quite flexible and has a lot of different pieces and parts that can take place at that very beginning of the uh, liturgy, depending on when it happens and where it happens. But to understand this flexibility, you have to understand that in the ancient world, people would not be gathering inside the church. They would be gathering outside at the door and they would be processing through the streets. This is where the antiphonal singing comes from. There would be a leader who would sing, you know, save us, O son of God. And then there would be a psalm verse in between each one and the, and the, he would sing, the, the leader would sing the verse and then the people would sing in response, save us, O Son of God, and then there would be a psalm verse, and then they would sing, save us, O Son of God, and they would you know, process through the streets and arrive at the courtyard in front of the church, and they would await the arrival of the clergy. And when the clergy would arrive, you would have this entrance into the church, into the building. And this entrance would be preceded by a prayer by the priest or the bishop, which we still say to this day, Master, Lord our God, who has established the orders and hosts of angels and archangels in heaven to minister to your glory, grant that the holy angels may enter with us, that together we may celebrate and glorify your goodness for to you belong all glory, honor, and worship to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, now and forever, and to the ages of ages. And then the people would enter. Note the imagery here. May the angels enter with us. 
This comes from the vision of the heavenly kingdom as seen by Isaiah. Isaiah sees the throne of God and around the throne of God, angels, the seraphim, the cherubim, all singing, holy, holy, holy God of Sabaoth. And the understanding here is that we are not entering into a building. We are entering into a time and space that is outside of time and space. That if God allows it, that we will stand before that very same throne of God that Isaiah saw in his vision. That as we enter into this space, that there will be angels, seraphim, and cherubim singing with us as we do the liturgy. This is the very same liturgy that Isaiah saw in his vision. And so what we do here is not ordinary. What we do here is not mundane. What we do here is extraordinary. What we do here is something that is and was not possible at any time in history prior to the incarnation, death, and resurrection of Christ. That normal, sinful human beings were allowed to enter in to the heavenly kingdom to praise and glorify God. And today, Paul tells us, let light shine out of the darkness. And he describes us as earthen vessels, that we are made of dust. He's speaking about the fact that we, in our sin, are still afflicted with the consequences of sin. Suffering, disease, decay, and death. And we are allowed to experience these things so that in no way, shape, or form can we claim credit for what happens here. That in our sinfulness, in our finitude, in our earthen vessels, we are allowed to enter into the heavenly kingdom to partake of Christ himself, to take the light of the world and walk out there and shine with the glory of God. That we understand and that we know with certainty that this happens because of God and not us. That those who look upon us and look upon the wondrous things that happen through us through our prayers, through our participation in the divine liturgy and the partaking of our Lord God and Savior Jesus Christ. These things do not happen because of us, but because of the God that we worship. And over and over and over again throughout the history of the church, we see people like the martyrs we celebrate today, Cyprian and Juliana, afflicted in every way but not crushed, perplexed, but not driven to despair, persecuted, but not forsaken, struck down, but not destroyed, always carrying in the body the death of Jesus so that the life of Jesus may also be manifested in our bodies so that we can see that this miracle, this radical change in history has been given to us by God himself. 
And we see in the lives of the saints, especially the martyrs, miraculous healings, great martyrs who have gone through torture after torture after torture that no human being should be able to withstand, but are given that strength and that power by God. And when we accept this reality, we are able to show the world the re- the, this magnificent new existence where sinful earthen vessels are allowed entrance into the heavenly kingdom to partake of God himself in the person of Jesus Christ. And then when we show this to other people, when they begin to see, when their hearts begin to soften, and they begin to understand what God has given to his creation, grace extends to more and more people. It increases thanksgiving to the glory of God. Because we believe, we believe that when we walk into this space, when the priest says, blessed is the entrance of your holy peoples, we are not entering into a building, but we are entering into the heavenly kingdom itself, singing the liturgy with the angels. And because of this marvelous, extraordinary experience, we are compelled to speak, to share, to let the world know this marvelous and wonderful news that we sinners are given this magnificent gift. And because we believe and because we speak, others believe and others speak. And more and more and more sinful, unworthy earthen vessels are allowed to enter in and experience singing with the angels. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, now and forever, and to the ages of ages.